This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Well, three minutes ago, Title 42 ended. Migrants are now going to be coming to the United States in more ways than one, allowed into the country as asylum seekers, and the icing on the cake given immigration court dates more than a decade away. Come in today. Don't have to really be back in court to a decade, 10 years from now. So, for example, in Brownsville, Texas, migrants who arrived in the U.S. Thursday were given paperwork with designated court dates set as late as 2032 and 2035 in Chicago and Florida. It, it, you can't make this up. And I need you folks to help me this morning because New York City Mayor Eric Adams is declaring that local counties have a moral obligation to help out with the migrants. Mr. Mayor, just between you and I, nobody told you to jump out the window on the issue of the migrants. And now it then blew up in your face and you're looking to everyone for help. But what I need your perspective on is Mayor Adams has harsh words for Rockland County Executive Ed Day, calling him racist and anti-Semitic. Why does it always come down to the race card? And for Ed Day, what is racist about standing up for your constituents? I'm one of them. And Ed Day represents a diverse group of constituents, which includes African-Americans, Latinos, Caribbean-Americans. What is racist about Ed Day telling you, no, hell no, you're not bringing these migrants here? I spent a good part of the day picking up leaves and uh, mowing the lawn. And I was looking around the community, and I was like, this may all change. We pay sky-high taxes, and you're going to let people in here that are paying absolutely nothing. They are not even paying rent. Nothing. And they're going to essentially get the same services that the rest of us get. But what what is so racist? Adam says, uh, Ed Day sounds like the governor of Texas. Well, maybe that's a good thing, Mr. Adams, because the governor of Texas outsmarted you. Take your losses and move on. What is racist about Ed Day saying, no, hell no, you're not bringing them here? So, of course, I'm going to deal with the 
with the situation of the chokehold and Jordan Neely in just one second. But something else, and we see all of your uh, calls coming in, folks. You're a bit fired up here over um, Title 42. And I, I can't believe that we've reached this moment because I really thought that there would be an 11th hour stop by the Supreme Court or a, a federal court again. But but here we are, and it's Christmas for the migrants. It's Christmas. It's Christmas for them. And you and I uh, have been told to go out and spend at least 20% of our yearly salaries on migrants while we starve and suffer. But Christmas for them. That's what this really comes down to. But something that um, caught my attention, and it stands out, is a 16-year-old girl in Queens, was shot in the head and critically wounded Wednesday after getting into a playground fight, and she's now brain dead, according to her grieving father. The family is from Ghana, and she was in an SUV, and something happened, and shots were fired, and now she's brain dead. And this quote from the father stands out at me. And he says, usually I tell her, talking about his daughter, school days, I don't want her going out. 16 years old. This is the father talking about his now brain-dead daughter. It wasn't late, but still. They always called me old school. But there are these kinds of problems. Too many young people are being killed. I tried but how much can you do? So now this father, who is uh, a construction worker, soon, and we hope and pray for a miracle, but soon will have to bury his 16-year-old daughter. I, I, I can't even begin to fathom how, 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 does, one, how does one do that. So my, 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 my heart and thoughts are with that father in Queens. Uh, it happened in St. Albans. And so now let's deal with the uh, big issue that will, outside of the migrants, that will play out. Will play out in about seven hours and 50 minutes. I didn't want to see the former Marine, Daniel Penny, criminally charged. And the reason why I didn't want to see him criminally charged is for the obvious. He was standing up to protect fellow Americans. And as it stands now, the Marine veteran whose chokehold uh, killed uh, Jordan Neely on the Manhattan subway train is set to be charged with second-degree manslaughter and will turn himself into police this morning about 8 a.m. Now, of course, witnesses had reported Mr. Neely, the homeless man, with a lengthy criminal record, at least 44 arrests, and a history of mental illness, was aggressive towards other riders on the train at the Broadway Lafayette station in Soho. He had been shouting at passengers, according to witnesses, yelling that he was hungry and didn't care if he died. The 30-year-old homeless man had been on a special city homeless watch list, considered a potential risk to himself and others. Let's be real about this, and let's eliminate the word potential. Definitely a risk to himself and others. Others. Neely said he was hungry, thirsty, and didn't care about going to jail. I have covered these types of situations for a very long time. And that's why I told you folks right out the gate that it's unfortunate. It really is because this Marine did the right thing. But I said right out the gate that he had tremendous criminal liability. But not only him, but also the man that was holding Mr. Neely's hands down as he was fighting for his last breath 
of life. The way District Attorney Alvin Bragg should have handled this, I'm not the district attorney. He runs his office the way he sees fit. But considering uh, high profile this case is, this is something that, in my opinion, Bragg should have punted on and let it go to a grand jury before making an arrest. In other words, in other words, the peers of the Marine, other citizens, would have decided yay or nay on the indictment, not necessarily the district attorney. Now, we all know that if the district attorney wants the indictment, he can steer the grand jury, but it it would have been better for the public if, if it went to the grand jury before the arrest was made and let the grand jury decide whether or not Charges should have been filed. But that's not what happened. But I can tell you this. No jury in America will convict this Marine. And rightfully so. Now, Dominic, what do you mean by that? Let me let me break this down, folks. When I say no jury will convict, I mean that even if a majority of jurors after a trial want to convict, there's going to be one or two holdouts. And one or two holdouts is a hung jury, and that's considered a, a win for for defense, for the de- defense team, any defense. And so let's start with the uh, telephone calls this morning, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's start with, uh, we're dealing with a number of topics this morning. Let's start with Joe and Jericho. Good morning, Joe. What's on your mind? Dominic Paisano, this is an absolute disgrace. Uh, Kenny, talk to uh, John Casamagini, is getting Kenny the screener a raise. Kenny said stick with the paparazzition uh, at the border. Also, I'm going to mention my brother, American Marine, who did the decent thing. The, city, the cities are going to be overrun. There are some good people among them coming in, but they're still breaking the law. And they're coming from countries like Iran and communist China. This is not a coincidence. Just like the fentanyl-laced opiates, this is a plot. And I'm not a conspiracist nut. But the bottom line is, um, Dominic, this is horror. Remember I told you a few weeks ago that I defused a situation with that lunatic at high noon that tried to force his way into the city bus when we were on First Avenue and the dog and I made a stand? Yes. 13 New Yorkers in their 20s, millennials, didn't even call 911 when I asked them, let alone back me and the dog up. And the dog is an American Marine, too, as am I. That could have been me, Dominic. If this poor guy is, is a convicted, he shouldn't have been arrested. They, this is a disgrace. Dominic, if this hag, rag, slob district attorney and the back owned by Soros if the basic essential fundamental right of self-defense, Dominic, is taken away, these thugs will kidnap, rape, murder anyone they want, knowing they will not be prosecuted. And the defendant, the person defending them, the victims, will be uh, prosecuted. This is completely out of control. New York is a disgrace. Bragg, um, Eric, uh, Eric Adams. He calls everyone a racist, Adams. He called white cops crackers. If Giuliani had used the N-word, which he wouldn't do, he would be be crucified. This is a disgrace, Dominic. And keep speaking up for the people who are defending this country. Because this has to stop, Dominic. Hochul, AOC, they are garbage. The border is a cackling creep. Harris is in charge. He's a joke. Biden's brain's a mush. This city, this state, this country is slipping into a slippery slope. $13 million a day for the illegal aliens and not one cent to build a city-run retirement home for American veterans in New York City. The only major American city doesn't have one, and it's the richest city in the world. I I hear you, Joe. I I hear you, and I thank you for the call, and I know you advocate on behalf of uh, 
veterans and it's a, it's a noble cause and it's a worthy cause. And when you think about it, you're, you're, you're correct. How about the priority of migrants? How about having that same energy for veterans? How about the energy and priority for migrants? How about having that same energy for Americans? How about that same energy for American homeless people? At the end of the day, I, I don't know what the Biden administration is doing. At, at, the, at the end of the day, it's disgusting because there's no other way I'm looking for a way to disguise how I really feel because it's obvious as day what's going on. These migrants are using Americans. Do you really think they're fleeing in every single case what they say they're fleeing? Or do you think they've seen Eric Adams on television telling you you're welcome? Put yourself in the shoes of a migrant. I always say put yourself in the shoes of someone else. So you're in a third world country and and you got nothing and um it, it, you know and it's not looking good and if you can just figure out a way to get to Nueva York you can be treated just like the rest of us. No, you can be treated better than the rest of us. If you can just find a way to get here, the mayor will bend, turn, do whatever he has to do to make sure that you have a place to stay, three hots in a cot, cell phone, school bag for the kids, food, whatever, whatever. It, it is, it is, uh, it, it's a sad day for, for America as of 19 minutes ago. And I I hope that President Biden, I have a lot of respect, as I often say, for the institution of the presidency of the United States. I hope that President Biden is proud of himself. Mr. President, I hope you enjoy it. I really hope you enjoy your initiatives, what you're doing, because they will be short-lived. In my opinion, he was already on a lifeline as far as the election. And we don't want anything, any hurt, anything coming to the president of the United States. I'm talking about at the ballot box. How well do you think this is going to go over, Mr. President, in terms of with the American people? And, you know, I listened to a number of rallies today in Orange County, and uh, it was mostly in Orange, where people standing out there saying, welcome them, embrace them. And... (laughs) I'm saying to myself, what planet are you on? Most of us are barely making it with with our taxes. And you want to welcome others here that have bypassed others that are online legally. And they don't have to pay for anything, for nothing. Just let them come. We'll figure it out. Let them come. Put them in a hotel. Change the rules of the hotel. Ch- change, change everything. Ch- executive order. You can stay. We'll bus food to you. We'll put brand new beds in for you. We'll make sure that you have a transportation system. They don't do that for us. And and we're citizens. And so, uh, in terms of uh, Orange County, two buses arrived uh, despite uh, with migrants, despite enacting the state of the emergency there in neighboring Rockland County, my home county, uh, where uh, County Executive Ed Day also declared a state of emergency. A hotel in Orangeburg has been temporarily stopped from ac- accepting asylum seekers pending a court hearing scheduled for Monday. So Mayor Adams says that the counties have a moral obligation to help. And he's calling at day racist and anti-Semitic. What is racist? Even, even, I, I want someone to please call me and tell me 
What is racist what Ed Day did? Ed Day is representing his constituents. And constituents like me say, bravo, Mr. County Executive, because I don't want them in my community. I said it. And I don't want them in my community because I don't want to pay for it. I'm already paying enough. Ed Day did what he's supposed to do. Mayor Adams, that is what you were supposed to do. The same way Ed Day said no, no, and hell no, that's what you should have did when Mr. Biden of Brooklyn, when the initiative first was proposed. What did you do instead? Everyone's welcomed in New York. Make sure you get the right measurements for the drapes in the Oval Office. Everyone is welcomed here. Everyone. This is my city. Mine, mine, mine. I'm the mayor of New York. Party until 4 a.m. in the morning. Mine, mine, mine. We do it my way in New York City. Now look at you, Mr. Mayor. And I'm saying this as a friend of yours of 35 years. Look at you now. You are reaching out for a lifeline, and the rest of us are barely holding on on the raft. And I guess the migrants are the sharks about to eat all of us. Because, I mean, I just... Now, what do you folks think is going to happen at the uh, border? Let's go to uh, Joe in Manhattan. Good morning, Joe. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. Uh, Not for nothing. I mean, the bottom line is you're looking at this invasion, which is what it is, all right? And the whole thing is that you had illegals here for decades. I remember when I I see I'm a veteran. I got out of the Army back in 1987. I was in Grenada, 82nd Airborne. And uh, I remember how, how Manhattan was back in the day. And we didn't have this crap. 30 years ago. Now you can't even walk down the street without them on their bikes, their, their e-bikes, going crazy. They don't speak English. They don't give a crap about it. It's on the nose at everyone. And now you're going to have more of these people come here. Where are they going to get jobs? The restaurants and everything, the bars and everything else, they got their own Mexicans working in the kitchens or whatever else. So the whole thing is that what are they going to do? And they're going to go upstate New York. What are you going to do up there? They don't have the way of getting around. They're going to walk around on the side of the highway and then, uh, you know, they'll look for uh, uh, day jobs or whatever. I mean, and, and, and I have to mention, um, I mean, veterans, I know plenty. I go to the VA on 23rd and 1st, and the whole thing is that it's like a, it's a shame. And it really pisses me off. My blood boils every time I go out. So I live in Midtown. I'm in Hell's Kitchen. I see everyone on 8th Avenue, 7th Avenue. They're out there and everything else like that. They could care less because they're protected. They're protected. What's the call? I mean, I've, I've, I've had to hold myself back a couple of times because I nearly got hit a couple of times in a, in a bike. These guys are going crazy. And I say, don't say it because the whole thing is when the cops show up, I'm the one that's going to get arrested. And the whole thing is that a year ago, I'm on the H train going uptown. I had to go down and take care of things for my apartment because I'm rent stabilized. But the whole thing is now going to work out the 21st of June because they may raise everything up. And um, this guy uh, on the train uh, was starting up, and he eyeballed me, and that was it. And I'm on an H train. As I said, the train, the doors were locked. They can't go from car to car. So I look at the people on their phones, and no one was basically there. They were bat an eye. So I had my keys in my hand. I'm like, this guy gets up from the seat, comes at me. I'm going to hit him in the throat. And the whole thing is that that's the way people are going to have to be these days because not just a lot of these um, millennials and Gen Zers out there that basically they're brainwashed or whatever. They're willing to hug a, hug, hug a migrant, hug a migrant. That's it. They know who cares. The whole thing is that what about the veterans and a lot of people that are on the, uh, down and out that are homeless and uh, trying to struggle and even people that are working that are living to work at two or three jobs. I know these people. And the whole thing is that guess what? They voted for what's in charge. Now, the same thing with the Blasio the past two terms, and, of course, with Biden. They voted for it. They believed in it. And guess what? Biden knew what was going to happen, and he's letting the whole thing go to crap. And, and the whole thing, what's going to happen a week from now? What's going to happen two weeks from now? I mean, you're going to have the surge. It's going to be overwhelming. And um, that's it. I mean, they're going to be taking buses. You'll be having thousands getting off at the Port Authority, walking around Midtown. They'll probably be camping in Central Park or whatever, and that'll be it. And it's summertime. So guess what? <laughs> Imagine a crime that the cops are going to have to deal with now with these scumbags. And that's the way it is. I mean, I have more respect for people that do the right thing, come here legally and, 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 and wait in line. Not these people come over. I don't see them being, my, I mean, being uh, asylum seekers. They're coming up with brand-new clothing and everything like that. It's like, what's it, haircuts and all that crap, and sh- someone's shaking their hand at the, at the bus terminal. They're walking in. It's like, what are you going to do for me now, the gringo? How are you going to do for me now? I mean, it's ridiculous. And it's enough, 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 because what, how many, how many millions have crossed over? 
then Biden became president. Not to mention what happened back in the 80s when Reagan allowed 6 million to come over here, and then also in the 90s, and then and he said it was 11 million illegal aliens in the country. Meanwhile, it's an old number. I mean, that's, that's about 35, 40 million at least, maybe more. Who knows? In California, Texas, and, and Chicago, and uh, Atlanta. And then the whole thing is that's it. And the whole thing, what, 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 what are we going to do as American citizens? We lose our sovereignty. That's it. We lose everything. Keep, keep, our, our keep paying. Joe, Joe, I, I appreciate the call. I got to move on to the next caller. Thank you. But what we're going to keep, we're going to keep funding this. That's, that's what we're going to do. We're going to keep paying for it all. That's what we do. That's what we do. And it, it, it's horrible. It's horrible. You can't blame the migrants. They see opportunity. <laughs> they see opportunity. You might as well call us suckers. I mean, at the end of the day, you might as well, because that's what it amounts to. Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. I hope you have a peaceful weekend. God knows you and you deserve. Thank you. Deserve, you. Thank you. You too. Thank you. You enjoy your yard. You worked hard on. Um, I'm really, uh, I'm so sad tonight, Dominic, for our once great nation. Uh, I, 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 I just see so much happening that's so wrong. We are literally inviting an invasion. We're inviting it through the White House and uh, the Homeland Insecurity Chief. And, you know, do you know where we are recruiting in South and Central America? We're setting up recruiting stations for these people to come here in foreign countries. Right, uh, under under the disguise of, of uh, dealing with them um dealing with them on, on Mexico's turf rather than here. But I hear you, Jennifer. I mean, that's basically what we're doing. We're, we are facilitating. We're making it as easy as possible for them to get here. What in the hell? And, and that said, we have waiting lists for elderly people here, five years, three years for elderly housing, for low-income housing. What the hell? And, and Obama's aunt, Aunt Zaytouni, she lived here in Boston in a waterfront condo. And you know what she said when she was interviewed? This is Barack Obama's aunt. And his uncle was also here illegally, illegal, uh, licensed, the whole thing. And anyway, this this Ante Zetuni said, "Well, if the American people are stupid enough to give it to me, I'm not going to be stupid enough not to take it." And, and she was sitting there with her butt in a waterfront condo in Boston. So that said, I really quick just wanted to talk about the the. Um, I'll talk to you more, hopefully next week about this the whole migrant thing, but illegal immigrant thing. But this, this Marine Dominic, I hope you will follow up on this. It's eerily, eerily similar to something that happened in Omaha, Nebraska during the BLM riots in May of 2020. And there was a young Marine called Jacob Gardner was his name. And he he was one of the first Marines. He won a presidential award. He was one of the first hey, Marines. I, I to hear you, Jennifer, but it's got to be quick. Go, go ahead, please. It's one of the first Marines to roll into Iraq. And during the BLM movement, uh, you know, the riots, they were rioting and they were destroying his, his – he owned a bar. They were destroying his property. I'll tell you sometime, Dominic, he ended up being charged because someone jumped on him. He had already fired warning. He was surrounded. People were jumping on his back. They had assaulted his 69-year-old father. And when someone was on his back and he wouldn't get off, he fired his gun. And they and first the progressive uh, prosecutor down there said it was self-defense, the progressive prosecutor. But because there were more riots like they've been doing in New York City with this train guy, the same thing. They they hired – then he said, oh, well, I'll let a special prosecutor come in. And then they hired this guy to come in who was a way, way lefty, and he, he was bringing him up on charges. So you know what the guy did, Dominic? He wasn't safe living in Omaha. He left, and then when he came back, he didn't come back. He came back in a box. He took his life because he said to his family, you're going to go bankrupt. He was 32 years old, I believe. You're going to go bankrupt trying to defend me, and I'll never be safe again. I, and that's I, what he said. I mean, this is disgraceful. This is mob rule, Dominic. This is mob rule. I, I, hear, I hear you, Jennifer. I, I, I hear you. And, and we'll have to continue this uh, next week because I, ha- I have a lot of calls. And, folks, I am telling you, um, you, you haven't seen anything yet with this arrest of, uh, of the Marine. It's, it's, we're going into the summertime, and it's going to get uh, very, very ugly. And, Dominic, what, what do you mean by that? The protests are not going to stop. They have been reckless, the protests, and dangerous, and they're not going to stop. 
And they're not going to stop because uh, the people that put them on like the media attention. And at the same time, they think that they're keeping the pressure on uh, on Alvin Bragg. And I really feel for this Marine because I am telling you folks, and I said this the other night, anything in his record in the Marines is going to drop. So, for example, the police department is already under investigation right now by the Civilian Complaint Review Board of why the Marine was let go to begin with. There's an ongoing investigation as we speak of why the Marine was let go to begin with by the Civilian Complaint Review Board. It's going to get nasty. Um... I'm I'm just I'm I'm not looking forward to it. This was not based on race, but we are going to be divided racially. It's going to get nasty. Uh once the district attorney says that he's going forward, he's going to bring everything he has and the kitchen sink to get a conviction. And it's it's just it's not gonna be pretty and you, you know, I, 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 I can't, I, I can't second guess. I, I wasn't there. I, I, I wasn't fearful because I wasn't there. But I, but I know for a fact what it's like when, when a mentally ill homeless person comes into the car, and because of these pandering uh, politicians, the homeless people think that they're in charge. The homeless people on the subway trains act like they're the police, and they know they have the power. I don't care how crazy you tell me that they are. They know they have the power when they come in with into the car with no shirt on, mumbling to themselves, throwing things, and everyone else is looking down at their cell phone saying, please, God, please let, let the person not focus on me. So I know what it's like, but it's, and I'm so late for the break. Uh, we see all your, all your telephone calls. It is about to get downright nasty racial brag is going to bring everything he's got anything in this marine's background and i mean anything is going to be in full public view and the marine does not deserve that not when he put his life on the line for our country not when he put his life on the line to protect me and you meaning the passengers that were in that subway car We are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to Philadelphia, New Jersey, the Bronx, Brooklyn, Los Angeles, New Jersey, and Queens. Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. We are about 37 minutes into Title 42 uh, being over. And God only knows what's going to happen at the uh, border. And you figure you give it a few days. And all hell's going to break loose in New York City. We don't have the resources. We don't have the money. Do you think that's going to stop the migrants from coming? Also, the Marine is set to turn himself in in some uh, six and a half hours in Manhattan in the uh, choking death situation. I didn't want him to be charged. This thing is not going to be pretty. Um, It's going to be ugly. It's going to be divisive. And... All because he tried to do the right thing. Tried to do the right thing, and um, it's it, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, folks. It's gonna be really really tough. When I say tough, I mean tough on the city, tough on the marine, and tough on all of us. Let's continue with your telephone calls. And oh, by the way. Uh, Mayor Adams is calling Ed Day, the Rockland County uh, executive, a racist and anti-Semitic on the uh, migrant issue. And frankly, I'm tired of hearing you're racist. I mean, it's like it's like 
it's a knee-jerk reaction. And Mayor Adams has done this four or five times now. And, oh, you know, at, at, at a certain point, it, it loses the strength. The word loses the strength because, uh, Mr. Mayor, everybody can't be racist. Let's continue with the uh, telephone calls this morning. Dominic Carter here with you until 1 a.m. when Frank Morano on the other side of midnight steps in. Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. What's on your mind? Okay, listen. You know, so the, if, if you don't like uh, Eric Adams uh, calling people racist, and he shouldn't be doing it. He's just a low-life, hot-smoking bum. But the point is, if you really don't like it, then nobody should be calling callers racist either because – I, I'll tell you why I'm saying this, because you're finally coming around to my line of thinking. Two years ago, on the, I believe it was on the Reader Show, I said the following. I said, Eric Adams will never get the black people out of the subway, okay? And people jumping, what do you say, race? What do you say, black people? You know why? Because I, I meant it. That's what I meant. Because he's using the black homeless people, mentally ill, categorize them all, throw them all together. He's using them. He's weaponizing them against the, the system, and they're picking up on his cues. Okay, this Jordan Neely, he was mentally ill, but he was making terrorist threats that he was conscious of. That had nothing to do with his mental illness, okay? He he was empowered by, by Eric Adams, and I saw these bums right after he was elected, right after he came into office. I walked the streets. I saw these bums got more aggressive, these black bums. And I'm going to be specific. They were black. Okay, okay, but wait, sure. wait, 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 Larry, Larry. Not every homeless black person, every no. homeless person is black. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Yeah. Okay, there are white homeless people. There are Asian American homeless people. There are Latino. Wait, 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 wait. Let Let me just finish. I'm going to let you have your say okay, because sorry. you because you lost me up top. But but what I'm trying to say is now, if you said to me a majority of them on the subway system are African-American, I would say yes. But you cannot say all. Continue, please. Right. But, no, certainly not all are homeless. But the ones that are acting up are black, or if you want to say African-American. Because that's that's not taking, true. I can think of I can think of at least two uh, uh, Latinos that happen to be homeless and have uh, been in the news for something uh, on the subway. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Let's, okay. Even I'm content with saying the majority, okay, because, you know, people live and take care of it. But I saw, I saw a very I, – I was walking down the street, and I saw this black – this homeless black guy, and he was – he was actually – looked like he was following me. And I said, wait a minute. This guy seems to be usually they hide the corners. They're ashamed of themselves. Okay, but Larry, but wait, 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 Larry, 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 what is your point? I'm lost on what your point is. And it's gotta be quick. No, Larry, I don't Larry, I have a full bed of phone calls. I've already given you more time than I'm supposed to, and I still don't understand what the hell you're talking about. My my point my point is independent of any mental illness. They're be the these black homeless people are being empowered to terrorize citizens. That's what it's, they're it's, doing. It's all homeless people are being empowered to terrorize citizens. Now Eric, Eric Adams. Adams is Eric Adams is the only one trying to fight it. No, Eric, he's not because they Okay, they, wait, they, wait, 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 okay, wait, 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 Larry, 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 wait, hold on. So you're telling me that Adams does not want to remove the homeless in the subway that that are that are deemed too mentally ill to take care of their own selves. He's I fighting. He will never wait, remove the wait, black people from okay, the subway. Wait, wait. Right. Okay, I, Larry. You know what? I'm more confused than when our call started. I still don't. The only thing I'm hearing is that you want to demonize and attack black people right now. That's all I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm saying. I'm saying. They're taking their cues directly from Eric Adams. But not, but not cues. just the black ones. All of the homeless people are taking cues from leaders, not just Eric Adams, from Kathy Hochul, from all of the progressives. Yeah, but the black ones are the ones that are getting violent, okay? Okay. All right, Larry, I got you. I got you. But, you know, folks, I, I keep stating this. Thank you for the call, Larry. 
When we do the broad brush thing, it really gets me nervous. Oh, all talk show hosts are horrible. Nervous. All doctors are bad. Nervous. All black people on the subway that are homeless, according to Larry, are committing the crimes. A majority, yes, but not not all. A majority, absolutely, yes. And I'm going to take heat for even acknowledging that a majority, yes. And this is why I say, this is why I could never go into politics. I wouldn't care what the Civil Liberties Union said. Get them off my subway, and I'll see you folks, you lawyers, I'll see you in court. Corporation counsel will see you in court. We'll let the feds work this out. But until then, they are out of here, effective immediately. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your telephone calls. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. As you might imagine, federal agents are on standby in case of riots as Title 42 has ended in the uh, final hours before the pandemic era measure expired. Forces along the border uh, fortified their post, if you will, with barbed wire, concrete barriers, and heavily armed teams, teams that is patrolling uh, their front lines and uh, agents in tactical, tactical gear also performed rehearsals for how to deal with rioters or mobs should migrants attempt to descend in mass across the border. This is an absolute mess. How can you, as the leader of the free world say this represents leadership and progress. It doesn't. And, you know, um, I'm going to have a a lot more on this issue on Monday. And Frank Morano, I believe, is going to discuss this as well. But uh, it it, it appears that a former U.S. attorney for the Southern District, Preet Bharara, does not walk on water. I don't know if you folks heard Andrew Cuomo's top guy, Joe Pococo, and I covered his trial every day, federal trial, trial, and I I thought he was going to beat the charges. And um, the Supreme Court, all justices in agreement, threw out the conviction, threw out Pococo's uh, conviction, and so Preet Bahara does not walk on water, but... Uh, the former U.S. attorneys. But I'll have more on that on uh, on Monday. Let's go to David in Los Angeles. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? Well, condolences to America on this historically tragic day, America, to be fundamentally changed in a way we've never seen before. Make no mistake, Biden and Democrats purposely destroying America with the open borders and now with what's about to happen. If we think crime and homelessness is bad now, wait to see what's about to happen. This is truly a historic moment in U.S. history that will never be turned back, and we're losing America as we know it. And I'd like to say to the black voters that love to vote Democrat, you know, you sit there, you're so proud. Trump, orange man, bad. You're a Democrat. Well, all these people from Mexico, they're going to be taking jobs away from who? From black people. And the services. It's a sickening day, Dominic, and how anybody could vote Democrat. You're mentally ill losers. Hmm. Well, I, I, I wouldn't go that far, David, but I but I do I do thank you. <laughs> I, I do thank you for the call. Let's stay in Los Angeles. Let's go to Lars. Good morning, Lars. What's on your mind? Yeah. Excuse me. Hi, Dominic. Um you know, here in Los Angeles, we've been dealing with this since the early 90s. So here's a preview of what you're going to go through. You're going to have hospital closings. You're going to have more traffic. Uh, the, it impacts the schools. Uh, 
less than 36% of black kids can read at grade level in Los Angeles. You don't see black teenagers working because illegal immigrants are taking those jobs. I was in Houston two weeks ago, and I was shocked to see black kids working in fast food restaurants. Your taxes are going to go up. You're going to have housing shortages. We have 80,000 homeless people in Los Angeles, of which 70% are black. Blacks are first impacted by illegal immigration, yet they continue to vote for pro-open borders candidates such as Obama. And I'm speaking as a black man. This is a disaster for New York, but guess what? They're not coming to Los Angeles. You know why? We don't have any more room. We just don't have any more room for them. Hmm. Well, Lars, uh, it's a bad news situation, and all we can do is keep our fingers crossed at this point um, and, and hope that things don't turn out as bad as you just indicated, which is right around the corner. But if I, if I were a betting man on this, I would say that you're correct. And so we'll, we'll see how it all turns out. Thank you for the call. Let's go from Los Angeles to Philadelphia. Let's say good morning to Richard. Good morning, Richard. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Richard, are you with me? Okay, Richard is not with us. Let's go to Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Can you hear me clearly? Yes, please go ahead. Thank you. Okay, this thing with Penny and, and Neely, I mean, it's a very simple thing. You've got African-American leaders calling for, for Penny's head on a platter, and you've got, you've got people, the average everyday person walking the street saying, let him go, let him go, no charges. You can't do it either way. You can't have it both ways. It's going to be cut and dry down the middle. I, I hate to say this. God strike me dead, but Alvin Bragg is now, in this case, with the charge, actually following the law as it is written. He is not prejudiced one way or the other. He is following the literal law that Penny is technically liable for a charge of second-degree manslaughter, which in this case he caused inadvertently caused the death of another person. The fact is, whether Neely was black, white, Chinese, or upside down, he was a human being, and his life was lost. If it could be proven that, that what Penny did terminated his life, uh, of Neely, fine. He has to face the music. He has to go away on a second-degree charge, by the way, which can be brought down by the courts to a third-degree manslaughter charge because the, the penalty would carry maybe 8 to 16 months in prison. He must go to prison because if he doesn't, Black Lives Matter and Antifa will go absolutely psychotic. They will burn the city down. They already found Molotov cocktails with the, with the protesters that were at the the train station where this happened in downtown Manhattan. Yes. Police found these things. Yes. The point is we cannot live like this under a reign of fear. And, you know, it's sad to think. It's sad to think that this poor guy, Neely, and he is a poor guy. He was a poor man. He was ignored and overlooked. He was on the top 50 list of people who needed help. Where was the city? This started with de Blasio, a billion dollars to his wife to help now, the homeless. I, I got yep. you, Phil. I, I have to step in because we have a lot of calls. Thank you for the call. Not just where was the city, where was his family? The, the same family members that are, are um, uh, now in the newspapers every day, where, where were they when Mr. Neely uh, needed help? Bottom line. And uh, I'm telling you, folks, I've, I've been through these. I've been through the Bensonhurst. I've been through the Howard Beach. I've been through Bernie Getz. I've been through Tawana Brawley. We, it, it's about to get very ugly uh, in the city of New York. This is a trial that will be covered every day, every minutia of the trial, and it's going to get ugly. Let's go to Ilona in Westchester. Good morning. What's on your mind? You need two hours, Dominic. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Eric Adams has some nerve calling someone a racist. First of all, he can't even back it up. And second of all, he is a horrible mayor to the police. I tell you right now, he doesn't back them up. He doesn't want to give them raise. What does he? Wait, 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 wait. He just gave them a, a very 
decent-sized raise that he's being criticized for, a seven-year uh, contract, or going back seven well, years. I still don't think they're getting paid properly. Okay. And the fa- Yeah, and I don't think he's a really good mayor for the police. I really don't think he's a really good mayor at all, but... You know, here he is, you know, taking the immigrants in, and then he realizes he can't take them in. Then he's telling the mayor he's racist. He really, really is – he needs to shut up, you know, and do – both him and Hochul. You know, I mean, this this state is just going to hell in handbasket, you know, Uh, because nobody is – everybody's on the side of, you know – this man was arrested 44 times, okay, 44 times. And, again, we don't know if he did have anything in his pocket. We don't know what he was going to do. And there's the guy trying to help everybody who's now arrested. This is New York State. I'm embarrassed. I really am. I, I, and I'm embarrassed that Eric Adams, I want to see him with pictures with his police. I want to see him when the police get shot. You know, I want to see him talk about, like, here, I'm here for you. He doesn't do that. Well, 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 in fairness to Adams, when an officer is shot or more times than not, he is there. He and he speaks and he's there with PBA president uh Pat Lynch. I mean, I, I understand the way that you uh that the way you feel about the mayor. Um we'll we'll see we'll see what happens here in this uh Jordan Neely situation. But I but I do wanna say that it's counterproductive for Mayor Adams to call everybody racist, anybody that disagrees with him. I mean, Ed Day, Ed Day, as far as I'm concerned, is one of his constituents, deserves a medal for how he stood up. To, thank you for the call, for how he stood up uh, to uh, to uh, Mayor Adams. Let's go to uh, Tony in New Jersey. Good morning, Tony. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, I got two things I, I want to... got to be quick. Go yeah. ahead, please. Okay, first thing, send all the buses to Delaware instead of New York State. Well, they, 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 sent, they sent one just hours ago to the vice president's residence again. Go ahead, Tony, no, no, your second point. No, I, I heard you. I heard you. Okay. you got to be quick. That's all I'm trying to okay. say. I've got a minute and a half left. Is, have a lot of the vets out there, let's go support this Marine, and let's go uh, to uh, Bragg's office with the American flags and support our, our, our Marines. I'm a sailor, and I and I hope the the, uh, the uh, soldiers and Marines out there are listening, and, and and let's back this guy up. Well, I I hear you, Tony. It's going to be very interesting to see how all of this plays out. I I maintain uh, my position that I don't think there's not a jury in America that will convict him. Um, it, it's just very bad, and the, the video is ugly, and all the arrest of. Uh, of uh, Mr. Neely and his language is ugly. It's just one big mess. And then you have a Marine trying to do the right thing, trying to help fellow citizens, and this is what happens. Frank Morano, I'm sorry we only got 20 oh, yeah, seconds sure left, thing. Frank. What uh, do you well, have? We're going to get into the legal implications of both the Trump verdict and this uh, Neely situation with uh, criminal defense attorney Jeffrey Lickman. We'll talk movies with Jeffrey Lyons, Russia with historian Jeff Roberts. But next hour, ask Frank anything. Bring me your questions on any subject. Well, Frank is going to do exactly that. Try to have a great weekend, folks. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. But first, news headlines with Alex Bernard.